So you're thinking about buying a home in Sunnyvale, California, and you want an overview to gain a good understanding of what's going on in this city. Is it going to be a good place for you? Are you going to be commuting to a tech hub, heading to the airport? Is there anything to do in or around Sunnyvale? These are the questions we will answer in this video. What we're going to do is we're going to take you around on Google Maps and tell you everything you need to know about Sunnyvale. That way, if you're thinking about buying a home there, this should give you the full overview. Let's get into it. Hey, if this is your first time to the channel, you want to know everything there is about living in the Bay Area and the surrounding areas like Sunnyvale, make sure to subscribe below, tap the bell for notifications so you can be the first to learn about the current market here in the Bay Area. My name is Spencer Sue, and our team gets calls, texts, emails every single day from people just like you, you, and you looking to make their move to the Bay Area. And we love it. So whether you're moving in a week or a few months, feel free to give us a call, shoot us a text, or send us an email. We're happy to help you make that smooth move to the Bay Area. Now for this video, we're gonna be talking actually about South Sunnyvale today. And what better way than to just jump in the computer and show you around. So let's look at the way that Sunnyvale is laid out. Now Sunnyvale is a fairly large city relative to some of these other ones that we'll be covering. Now it has over 160,000 people. And so for that reason, we're gonna be dividing this into three main sections of Sunnyvale. That we're, we're only gonna go over one of them today which is this southern part of Sunnyvale. I'm labeling southern parts of Sunnyvale under El Camino Real. By the end of this video, you will see why I labeled it this way. But we will also eventually be doing a central Sunnyvale along with the northern parts of Sunnyvale as they're all very different as you will evidently see as to how they, it was built over the course of the last several decades. So why do people choose Sunnyvale? First and foremost, it's very easy access to the main airports. You have one of the airports, which is San Francisco International Airport. Very easy to get in and out of this airport to all the large international locations. This is the main hub that most will be flying out to. So a lot of individuals enjoy that. And the other one, which is very close by, San Jose Airport. San Jose Airport is only 15 minutes from this place. And San Jose Airport will be the most ideal airport if you want to go in and out of uh, anything domestic. They have a few international lines that are also out there today, but for the most parts, this is going to be your main hubs when it comes to anything within the states. Easy access to also going to Hawaii too. So that gives you an idea of the proximity of things. Now, when it comes to jobs, the southern parts of Sunnyvale doesn't actually have too many jobs here in terms of uh, companies and office buildings. However, it is not very far by. So if you look at the northern parts of Sunnyvale, you can see all the expansions that have been going on throughout the years, which is around Moffitt Field. So Moffitt, this area here, has all sorts of companies, like as you can see, Amazon. You have companies like Meta here. You have Google here. You have uh, Microsoft out here. They're all in this northern part. Uh, it doesn't have any residential space. You can also see that there's been a big expansion when it comes to LinkedIn. LinkedIn has also uh, grew very, very quickly here. To the south, you're going to have Apple Park, right? Apple Park literally borders Sunnyvale. This is the Cupertino area. You have Apple Park. You have Apple just massive campuses all throughout here. So those are the main employers and main drivers. You can see with Meta, Meta is also in Menlo Park. You have Mountain View, which has the big Google Plex. That's where all the corporate campuses are at Google. So you can see naturally the two had basically merged, right? These two major hubs merged to Sunnyvale. Hence why Sunnyvale has been so prime for a long time 
is really because of that opportunity that it's just logical where they would be expanding to. So if we take a look at the city of Mountain View itself, what, what are things there to do? Sunnyvale has a lot of parks, much more parks than many other cities relatively to the size of things. Some of my favorite parks in the southern parts of Sunnyvale is like Las Palmas Park. This is a fantastic park because it has lots of playgrounds. This does, does have tennis courts. I play at them from time to time. So this is a very convenient park. It's quite large too. You also have some of the other parks like Mango Park. Mango Park also has tennis courts. As large soccer fields. So I do enjoy that. Mango Park, I think it has more tennis courts than Las Palmas Park. So this is one of the best ones in the area. You also have Sarah Park. So Sarah Park uh, is also a pretty large park. It has tennis courts to good picnic areas. You have places to play soccer. Uh, they have barbecue pits, great for pets. Next, you have Ortega Park. This has a little rock climbing facility, has basketball courts, more tennis courts. Uh, it actually has a, an area to play even cricket. So and it has additional playgrounds. So you can see like within this small area, it has like huge parks, which is pretty rare. I haven't even gone through some of these other smaller ones, but even this already has some pretty sizable ones. Uh, what's also very convenient that you should definitely check by is the Sunnyvale Community Center. I like this because it has a little lake area, I would say. Uh, so it's a great spot for walking pets, walk, going around for a, a run around this area. I think it's very convenient. Next, there are also in this area, lots of shopping. So you have places like Safeway, pretty good retail center. There's some pretty good food nearby too. Some of the places that I would recommend is Falafel Stop. So you have on the border here. So you can see Falafel Stop is a good spot, highly reviewed, pretty, the, the line moves pretty quick, but this is a great spot. Um, very, very popular. It's not very expensive by any means, but it's a fantastic location, especially for those that are vegetarian. You have another one, which is you don't get too many Vietnamese places. So uh, in Sunnyvale, at least. So if you, because of that, it's a good place to get some Vietnamese food called Bowl of Pho. This is a fantastic spot to get some Vietnamese food. Most of the good Vietnamese food is actually going to be in San Jose, but uh, because there's less competition, that is a good choice. Next, I will also say is for those that like biryani, this is a good spot. Uh, delicious, not as spicy uh, relative to some other places, which is what I personally like. I can't, I can't take spice too much, but this is a good spot when it comes to getting biryani. So some, these are some of my top choices when it comes to restaurants in this area, in this section. So let's talk about some of the other things. Let's talk about schools. So the reason why I mentioned this, take a look very evidently right? Look at the school system and school district. This is all of Sunnyvale, but because we're just covering the southern parts, you can see some notable ratings, right? The southern parts of Sunnyvale are the ones that have better school districts versus the northern parts or the middle parts of Sunnyvale. That's actually why I broke it down the way that I broke it down. I broke it down in really two ways. The school system is better in the south, but also the prices are higher in the south, so it, there's a natural reason and I'll go over that momentarily too. But you can see from a school system, the good schools are south. So whether it's good elementary schools, uh, you have a nine out of 10. You can be West Valley Elementary School, Cherry Chase. You can see there's three top elementary schools in the area. If you look at middle schools itself, middle schools, your better rated are combination of Cupertino Middle School, which is actually in Sunnyvale. So that's considered the top middle school. And then when you're talking about high school, 
High school, for the most part, interesting enough, the school district of Fremont, which is the one in the southern parts of Sunnyvale, isn't that high. But let's take a closer look as to why. You can see the test scores are actually pretty good. They're 8 out of 10. College readiness is pretty good, too. They're 8 out of 10. But what you'll see is a lot of these ratings aren't as high as because the equity levels which is a big component for some of these school ratings, aren't that good. And that's actually what brings down the average. Otherwise, if you just look at test scores and college readiness, it's actually pretty good. And so what does that also mean? It also means that once people go through uh, elementary school and middle school, they actually may elect to go to a private school for high school. And there are many very good ones nearby. So let's talk about some of the private ones. Right. So you can see in the southern parts of Sunnyvale and we're, lab we're labeling it southern parts of Sunnyvale as just south of uh, El Camino. So El of 82, you have Challenger, which is an excellent school. That is a K through eight school. You also have Stratford. Stratford has several different schools all throughout the Bay Area. These are typically K through five. But really, most are going to be going to different high schools uh, that are not too far away. So, for example, St. Francis is an excellent high school. That's just 15, 10 minute drive from Sunnyvale. So it's not very far, but you can see just by looking at the map, there are many, these are all private schools and there's a lot of very good private schools just all around the area. Now it may not be in the same region of the Southern parts of Sunnyvale, but you can see there's so many that are not that far away. A popular one that one of my schools used to compete with, which is Archbishop Mini High School. You have Harker School, which is not too far away. You have uh, a parish school, St. Simone Parish School. So you can see there's a lot of private school options. That's actually where a lot of them end up going, or they may move to a different city when it comes to high schools being a factor. Now let's talk about housing. So within Sunnyvale, you have some variety of housing that is available. Let's take a look at some of the more uh, premium homes. So you can take a look at this. This sold for $3.15 million, a four-bed, three-bath, 2,631 square feet on a 15,000 square foot lot. Let's take a look at the condition of this house. As you can see, it's quite a, it's a flat single level house. And that's also one of the factors. Uh, a single level house for something this big is very, very hard to come by. Most are gonna be two story types of homes. You can see the condition of it is, is nice. I wouldn't say it's like completely remodeled, but it gives you an idea of what you can expect. You can look at this, four by three bath, 2,076 square foot on a 9,653 square foot lot. So for 3.14, you can see the condition of it. None of these are like completely brand new remodeled. They're just a very good location with a good setup. Take a look at this, 3.138, four by three bath, 2,417 square feet. All of this is pulled from the end of 2022. So it gives you an idea of what you can expect. Now, this is uh, when it comes to single family housing. Now, the thing about Sunnyvale too, is that you do have other options other than single family, which is good. So for example, take a look at this townhome. These are some of the nicer townhomes or newer townhomes. As you can see, everything is built not long ago. Give you an idea of specs. This was built in 2014. It's a four bed, three bath, 1829 square foot home. Uh, and it's a townhome. So these tend to be mostly tri-level. It's either two levels or tri-level. So it gives you an idea what to expect there. Let's take a look at some other townhomes that I sold recently. That's considered more of the premium ones. You can see uh, condos, what condos can go for. Condos go for 1.272 million, three bed, two bath, 1,100 square feet. Most of the condos though, though are a little bit older in terms of when they're built. They're built in 1973. Here's another one that sold, two bed, two bath, 1374 square foot. 
sold in 1973. It doesn't mean the inside is as old as the building or the community itself, but it just gives you an idea of what you can expect in terms of your budget and offerings. Now, if you want to go for some older townhomes too, you can see this sold for 1.26 million. This was a three bed, two bath, 1374 square foot built in 1973. You have some other ones that are similar. This is a larger one. I'm familiar with this area, three bed, three bath, 1692 square foot built in 1971. So you can see these are the different condos and townhomes of what you can expect. On the very high end, there's some that are newer. You're, you're going to be looking at that 1.9 mark. Some of these older condos and townhomes, you'll be ranging, as you can see, and this is a very inexpensive one. This is actually the cheapest one in the area. As you can see from the low, very low end of 780,000 to about 1.2, 1.3 million. These are for condos and townhomes, two bed, three bed, around that level. Now, if you're renting, there are some options when it comes to renting. So uh, in this area, if you're to rent, let's take a look. So we're, we're gonna just talk about apartments here because then apartments are just a lot easier to go in and out of, of finding places because there's just larger communities. So within this area, the southern parts of Sunnyvale, just draw here for the sake of this. So the southern parts of Sunnyvale, the most expensive and most premium options, which are also the newest options you'll have, are really between these two communities, Citra and Cherry Orchard uh, apartment homes. So let's take a look at Cherry Orchard. So you can get a sense of what you can get there. This was built not long ago. You can see just how beautiful this community is. So there's a reason why this is some of the most premium ones. So it has huge pools, has some uh, a playground, a gym facility, it has plenty of places for pets to walk around. You have a business studio. It is a private space. Uh, it has a lot of natural light, good layout. So that's what you can expect in this area. Now, what you can expect is, as you can see, a one bedroom will start at $3,285 a month. This is a one bedroom. And if you're looking at three bedrooms, which is going to be on the higher end, you can see it's a three bed, three bath townhome style starting at $5,395 a month. So it gives you an idea of what you can expect on the renting side. Now, if you're going to go on the very inexpensive side, you can see the Bally High Garden Apartments. A studio will run you at $1,845 a month. So that is what you can expect when it comes to renting in this city. And hence why a lot of people say, you know what, why would I pay that kind of money in rents and just potentially buy a place instead of when you're especially paying that kind of range in this area. Now, these are just some of the fun facts and things to know about Sunnyvale. This is a diverse area. It is conveniently located near so many major of the tech hubs, as you have seen, other Bay Area cities and the airports. Let us know what your situation is. If you're thinking about moving out to Sunnyvale in a week or in a few months, give us a call or send us a text or email. We're happy to help you make a smooth move to the Bay Area, and we hope to show you around town.